Welcome to the Ask Dr. Boris podcast, the health and wellness podcast with Dr. Boris Del Cid and co-host Krissa Booth. Dr. Boris here, and welcome to Ask Dr. Boris TV. Krissa, welcome back from vacation. Where were you? How long were you there? Um, we were there about a week, and it was probably 95 degrees and upwards the entire time. So tell me you were near a body of water and you were drinking sweet tea oh yeah mm -hmm. i was drinking all kinds of teas <laughs> uh we were off like out, outside tampa a little bit stayed with our friends that i grew up with in taiwan and so it was great to see them the boys are obsessed with fishing so we try to do fishing whenever possible not get bitten by alligators you mentioned you mentioned taiwan Yep. Ni hao ma. Ni hao ma. Do you guys know that Krissa speaks fluent Mandarin? Holy cow. Who who knew? Who knew? Who what knew? other languages do you speak besides that and English? Uh, I pretty much just speak Chinese. I kind of can understand some Japanese and a little bit of German, but my parents speak French because that's where I was born. Nihongo. Wakara nai. Look at, listen to Chris, I'm speaking some Japanese. Mademoiselle? That's getting a little romantic for me. Anyway, so what are we going to talk uh, about today? Yeah, so today, actually, parental discretion is advised because oh. we're going to discuss some... Uh, a little bit of touchy subjects about balls. You well, <laughs> like balls as in baseball, basketball, yeah, uh -huh, the bowling low hanging balls, ones, the low hanging or, fruits. Oh, okay. So, all right. If they're dropped. I can I, I I can hear those birds now. Remember, today we're going al fresco again. The summer here is still going. California, it's sunny, it's beautiful. It's uh, it's perfect uh, outdoors weather, and we decided again, let's do it outdoors. So that little singing bird back there—I'm not sure he's a singing bird—but um, that's what uh, that's what's happening. So we're outdoors. Um, okay, so we're gonna—I I take it we're gonna be talking about testicles then. <laughs> nice way to put it. Yes. So we're gonna be talking about balls. I am again Chrisa Booth, and I am mother of two, single mother of two, and a realtor, and we're gonna be talking about balls. So parental discretion is advised. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that this subject is related to at least one of your children who you have two boys and they're prepubescent type of kids, prepuberty um, um, age kids, correct? Right. So one of my sons that are 11, he has been saying, Mom, my balls hurt. And I thought maybe because we were on the airplane that maybe the pressure was making his balls hurt. But I'm not real ball specialist type person. So maybe you could answer a couple questions. Well, um, um, okay. I don't, I don't think you need a testicle specialist for this. But um, here, here's a few things. Okay. So how old is he? He is 11, but he's probably a little bit more of a mature 11-year-old than most. Okay, all right. So he could be right, right around the age when um, testicles are descending into the scrotum. <laughs> descending. <laughs> See, 
Now, you called it talking about balls. I'm telling you, <laughs> we're talking. We're 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 going to be talking about testicles. This side of the story, okay? So now we know that the testicles are um, they rest or are covered by the scrotum. So as you start puberty as a in a, in a boy, the testicles actually will descend into that scrotum and then they'll be, for the lack of a better description, uh, hanging a little bit. Um, and then, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll start doing what they were designed to do, which is the production of spermatozoa. Now, here's the thing. Oh, in other words, sperm. Um, and that's why, <laughs> well, you brought the were subject the, is out. Is that really so. what they were designed for? Or? Yes, they are. Okay. They are designed. I, I know, Just like, breed. like we're going to, we're going to also um, talk about the analogous uh, body part for females. Those will be the ovaries, right? And they're designed just so they can drop eggs. And then when the spermatozoa or sperm uh, gets together with the uh, eggs, they'll, you know, they'll have, Kids. That's so we're having humans. the bees and birds discussion. No, not necessarily, but we're trying to see how we can um, put you at ease a little bit with with um, um, uh, your son. Now, by the way, let me just get this out of the way, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a, I am a doctor, but I'm not your doctor, and I'm not your son's doctor. So go see the pediatrician if the pain in the testicles continues. Now we're going to touch that. Um, you know, things to, to, to remember about. But anyway, so, um, and anything else you hear in this program for, for our audience, um, consult to your, uh, or with your uh, healthcare provider, okay? I am not anyone's doctor here, but we're gonna, we're gonna give you some good information. So, all right, so you said he was complaining. This is the first time? How long has this been um, going on? He's been complaining for maybe a couple of weeks, but not too much. Okay. But on the airplane, he was really complaining, like, my balls hurt. And okay. I was like, shh. All right, <laughs> but hopefully he did not scream it. Uh, so the whole... Uh, I think part of the plane heard, but they just laughed. <laughs> all right, so he's 11. So yes. he's around that, that age that that could be happening. And... It is not necessarily something to be alarmed right now, but um, the type of pain that is, is described, you need to ask, what is it? Is it achy? Is it a sharp pain? Can you point to it? Is it all around type of thing? So uh, um, the, 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 the way to describe a pain um, has to do exactly with how the patient or the person feels it. So that's one of the things that Dr. Mom could ask is do you how long has it been going on does it hurt like sharp is it a is it a um, dull ache he um, said it was a little sharp pain uh -huh. but mm -hmm. he also doesn't like to wear unders right now mm -hmm. and if he could he'd probably just run around like a jungle boy but okay. <laughs> he yeah so how long has it been Tell me, you know, where it does anything make it feel better or makes it worse? He didn't complain today, so okay. I think it's just a random sharp. We're gonna pain. get we're gonna get to that part. So we do something. We do something that's called the OPQRST, O for onset, P for the pain that you know what kind. How do you describe it? Mm -hmm. uh, is it is it you know palliative? It's actually 
this is is there anything that makes it better or worse i haven't been too alarmed because he's only complained a couple times okay but like i said at the airplane he was complaining the most but i figured maybe it's something to do with him just growing up and his balls dropping like Correct. you said and then the cue is you know the quality of pain that's where we say what is it how do you describe it is it a sharp pain is it a dull ache is it a deep boring pain type of thing um do you feel it anywhere else is it travel hmm. uh, and when do you feel it the t time uh do you feel it more in the morning do you feel it more at night do you feel it more after you go you know i don't know jujitsu fighting and you get kicked there or something like that so um those are the questions that you want to ask and then you want to you want to find out you know if it continues uh, or if it goes away then um are there any other signs physically that you know you can tell or he can tell uh, I guess I guess it's, it's part of examination, but uh, you leave that to the to the doctors. I know so, they're wrestling a lot, you know, being little well, monkeys. So then here's another thing: <laughs> Has there been any trauma introduced to this? Have you have you you been you know wrestling with your brother? Did you get a knee accidentally? Did you fall? Um, anything that could have happened? When? How did this happen? So right. those things are important. So you as a mother, you know, you probably have that intuition as to this is not like normal, let's take you in type of thing. But uh, it's interesting that the subject, you know, came out because now we know that at that age, that is happening. So if the testicles do not drop, a condition called cryptorchidism occurs. And that means that it stays inside your body a little bit high, and the body temperature uh, can actually literally cook that. Meaning so it's dangerous. It is dangerous, correct. And um, if that happens, you know, the pediatrician can tell by examination. Um, and then it's not very often that it happens, but, you know, it's, it's common enough um, that a procedure needs to be done. Again, I'm not diagnosing you, your son, with anything, but these are the things that come to mind. So when that happens, then you, you know, th there's a way to dealing with that, and it's 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 taken care of. So, um, why do we need to have the testicles like drop? I guess that would be your next question, right? Right. I know it drops uh, sometime around here. I think my other son's already dropped. Okay. So, <laughs> so how old is he? How old is my he? other son is 13. 13. So yeah. he is, he's probably hitting puberty right now, and his voice is going to start breaking pretty quick. Yes. And, and, and he's very he's, emotional at some time. Right. <laughs> his, of, his habits are going to change yeah. and all this stuff. So, well, you, th this is great that you as a mother of two boys... Um, can you know talk about things like this that are happening with the with the kids? So, um, one of the things that you know you probably want to know about is uh, so what happens? Why do they like I said? Why are they dropping all this? That has is it affecting their personality and their you know just their well being at this time? Is the actual ball dropping affecting? you know, their moods and things like that? Well, the, 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 the actual 
descending of the testicles does not necessarily point out to behavioral changes. It has to do with a whole bunch of other things as a complex as puberty, um, an increase in the production or starting the production of testosterone, which is the male hormone. It's a sex-driving hormone, and it is what gives us our ability to produce sperm. Um, and also for men, um, actually makes, helps us with lean muscle tissue. That's why kids at that age, you see the transition from boys to teenagers, and then they start getting muscles, and then, you know, those hormones, if they're pretty high, um, um, makes them a little more aggressive. Then you have um, skin things, you know, start right. getting the pimples and, and stuff. And they start sweating and smelling. And then they smell. And, <laughs> yeah, and then there's facial hair and, right. and, you know, hair in their legs and hair in body parts. So all this has to do with that process of puberty, which basically is making that um, um, boy... Growing up, ready to be a man. Exactly. And eventually, obviously, we're not necessarily uh, ready to have children, but eventually become a father through uh, what the process, you know, of puberty have taken them to. So that's actually what you, you, you would expect. And um, testosterone can make us a little more aggressive, um, all those things that you hear. And then psychologically speaking, they're, <clears throat> excuse me, they're going through a change in social behavior because now they're developing those characteristics of am I, you know, am I attractive, am I, I'm attracted to this girl, blah, blah, blah. And then the other children start, try, I mean, kind of start to assess their personalities and masculinity and all this, and then that's when things get a little complicated because um, peer pressure can take them one way or the other. So right. here's where the parenting gets to be a little tricky. Yeah, for the self-esteem issue, that's a big thing here, especially nowadays with all the social media and, you know, them having to look and act a certain way. And they're in middle school, they're pretty mean, you know, they're pretty cutthroat. So... Exactly. And they're all hormonal and whiny sometimes. <laughs> so you as a mom, what uh, what do you what could you do? Now I'm asking the question, Doctor Mom. <laughs> so what, what 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 could you do in order to make those changes as easy as possible and deal with this without being the bad person? The only thing I can do at this point is try to build their self esteem because they're very. Uh, Oh, I'm not handsome enough, or I'm too short, or I'm too fat, or I'm too this, or, you know, that's what they're all thinking at this stage. But they're also trying to get used to their new bodies of growing and, you know, having pain, growing pains wherever, in their balls or in their legs or <laughs> wherever. Right. It's a lot. Right. Well, yeah, I agree. So in the, in the scientific point uh, that I, I want to make is yes help them, give them that emotional support that they need. Uh, moms are usually their biggest fans. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, I've seen some kids that, boy, I don't even think that their mom could love because. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, oh, for every, every mom, their, their, their child uh, is beautiful. Yeah. 
but yeah, no, you got to give him the the emotional support, uh, help him out, you know, with the with the little things that they come up with. I'm sure that uh, some of them become very um, introverted. They don't want to tell you, yeah. uh, but keep the the avenues of communication open so they feel free to come to you because you're going to be the best uh, they do psychologist tell me out everything there. but my 13 year old is quite independent right now and he is saying you don't need to ask me stuff i am old enough you know he thinks he knows a lot right now he's uh 13 <laughs> so well at that age obviously they're starting to become you know, young adults, uh, they're going through that pu puberty. Um, I guess reassure that what, what he says. Right. Yes, I understand, honey, no problem. But, you know, remember, I, I, I'm, your, I'm your best ally here. Um, let him be what he wants to be, but at the same time offer him that, hey, I can, I, I can help you. I'm gonna, always going to be your mother. Okay, but you're, you know, sometimes I can also be somewhat like of a friend type of thing. Right. Um, I'm not going to tell you how to parent your child, but I'm saying is make sure that they feel like they do have your back and they can come to you without any type of judgment. Because sometimes what they feel is, okay, if I tell this to my mom or my dad, oh, they're going to feel like I'm bad or something, or I'm going to get in trouble. Right. They need to know that no, 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 and this type of stuff. Here I am. I'm, I'm your ally. And that it's normal. You know, all right. the things they're going through. Correct. And and you have been through that as a female, not necessarily as a boy, but as a female. And and similar things happen. Like, okay, the analogous anatomy part for testicles is the ovaries. When girls start going through puberty. That's making sure that their, you know, reproductive organs are ready or start to get ready to be in their childbearing years. So the ovaries uh, produce the, uh, the eggs, the ovum. So similarities are, are there. So um, now, talk about issues of girls. If you had a girl, we could also talk about that. But let's just, you know, kind of right. digress a little bit and say, hey, Similar things happen. However, ovaries don't drop because there's no um, scrotial sac for females. There is an analogous part to it, uh, to that part. But anyways, that's, that's getting into the anatomy. Yeah, it's just a lot more in general to be a woman with the ovary subject Correct. for your whole life. And then, and then remember when we said testosterone production uh, for males is that, you know, ah, yeah. you know, he-man type of thing. We, we derive our, our muscles from that. I also, we also derive our aggressive behavior from that. And I don't mean, you know, in a criminal way. I'm talking about we're a little bit more assertive and aggressive in the sense that we can voice our opinions and all that. And that's why kids in that age, boys, can get into trouble. Mm -hmm. um, Do you think some of them have more testosterone than others? Absolutely. There's different different uh, levels of testosterone and things can be seen uh, physical changes can be seen right like for instance as a teenager not very many kids in my um, 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 age group when I was a teenager not too many kids had beards 
or right. heavy facial um, um, hair. Now, I see kids that are 16, 17, yeah, or 18 early. and haven't graduated from high school, and they have full-on mustaches and beards. That has to do with testosterone levels. So what has it changed um, from eating. my generation? Exactly. Mm -hmm. My generation to this generation is that our eating habits, yep. when we were growing up, we were not like eating the same things that you know we're eating now too Everything much sugar and hormones in the food exactly <laughs> so now here's another <laughs> this is really interesting you just you just touched up something you know that estrogen is the the um female hormone so that's what women you know produce in order right. to have uh, you know uh, their their physical attributes and all this stuff but also Estrogen is an emotionally releasing hormone. That's and thank God for that because if if a mom, if your mom was all est uh, testosterone, you have a mom and a dad with testosterone, mm -hmm. <laughs> that wouldn't that wouldn't work. She'd be so, a rough lady. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's that nourishing right. um, um, part of being a mother that ha has everyone, boys and girls, be attached to their mothers because they have those feelings. Um, so. Emotionally um, um, releasing hormone in the sense that you're the one who will be giving that nourishing, um, uh, I guess, love to the kids. So, but there are foods out there that are estrogen releasing. They're estrogenic. You know which one is one of the biggest one? And you've been, we've been having the kids eat it and drink it. Milk. Eggs? I don't know. Well, you were right, right around there. It's actually soy. Oh, yeah. Now, I know kids go to start. Well, um, they... Sort of. Sort yeah. Of. I know kids go and consume caffeine beverages, and a lot of them have had for a long time, for the sake of, quote-unquote, being healthy, because we don't want to consume um, uh, dairy products, which is, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's true. I, I'm, I'm not very much of a uh, um, dairy advocate. First of all, it is the number one dietarily induced allergy. We were not given the genes to uh, break down lactose. That's where you hear that lactose intolerance. Through mutations, genetic mutations, we have been able to become, um, you know, more, uh, I guess we, we break it down is what I'm trying to say. Well, I heard that soy is not good for boys. Yeah, exactly, because it is an estrogen releasing. We don't want man boobs. Th that, yeah, gynecomastia. <laughs> but that you can have gynecomastia through other means, not necessarily just because you're giving them, you know, a lot of estrogen. So one of the things about, about um, soy is that it's almost everywhere. Right. And they use it in processed foods. So try and that's not why to I don't like processed foods in general. Exactly. Processed foods are um, very um, sneaky on the things that they um, come with. So estrogen for boys is not good. They want to have testosterone.
Does that mean that you want to give your girls estrogen too? No, let the, let the natural uh, way of getting that estrogen production occurs. Another thing that it's, it's estrogenic, beer. Not that your kids oh. are drinking beer, but guess what happens? <laughs> they will be soon. Exactly. It's one of the things that is, it's, you know, it's one of the things that we do get introduced, whether we as parents want it or not. It so gets that's introduced. why men like beer? Well, that and, you know, beer just tastes good. <laughs> so wrapping it up, um, watch how your son uh, uh, complains or not. Okay. So wrapping it up, keep an eye on your son, okay? So you know now some of the things you need to look for um, and listen to. And then if, if, it, if it becomes aggravated or exacerbated, make sure you, you, you know, take it to your um, pediatrician. Okay. Would a bath help or eh. not really? He's not producing any sperm yet. So. <laughs> nope, he better not be. Hey, so we're going to segue into, if, if, this, if this podcast interested you, we're going to segue into other ones like this. So this being our sixth podcast, uh, pay attention to what's coming on the seventh, all right? Hit me up on Instagram for any questions and likes and support. Maybe you want to get us a coffee on PayPal. But yes, definitely hit us up on Instagram, and our Facebook is coming this week. All right, so thank you very much for uh, listening. And um, anything that you want to know about or have questions or uh, content that you want to be um, um, having us discuss, hit us up with Krissa at Instagram. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Dr. Boris TV.